Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's part two. Heart speeding is just one. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to Hardcore Listing. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with Christopher and Stuart. Hello. Um, this is part two of our fantastic top five with uh, Mr. Hugo White from Maccabees. The we, we've got a, a ruddy buddy Maccabee um, as a guest, which is we've caught a Maccabee. Yeah. Yep. Mama, I got a Maccabee. I got a Mac. <laughs> I got a Maccabee, Mama. <laughs> Um, we've, we're, we're recording these yeah. before we've actually done the interview. No idea how this goes. Um, I'm hoping that, that, that Hugo was the, the, the usual delight that um, I've always known him to be. Um, I love the fact that we're doing this really joyful kind of introduction that um, we've had this smashing interview. Yeah. I love the fact that he just turned out of his fucking mind, just <laughs> smashing shit up and just like, or it's a really deep, fuck off. Or, or it's a really deep, deep and meaningful one. Yeah. Because we never know what way uh, podcasts yeah. are going to go, if we're going to yeah. go batty or we're going to get serious. Yeah. So if it's gone all deep and who goes yeah. pouring his heart out and we're like, yeah. hiya. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sure it. Um, hopefully, part two won't is, be about uh, be seven of um, eight. Seven of the eight of Hugo's best friends spontaneously combusted whilst climbing Everest. Um, Can't don't... happen, mate. It's too cold up there. Is it heat based? I've looked into it. I've looked into spontaneous really? human combustion. I, I read a lot about it as a kid. I reckon. Had a lot of time on my hands. I reckon that's bullshit. What about spontaneous human combustion or what I was doing as a child? The fact that you even looked into no, it. No, no. Did I looked into it, but I think work. that, but I think that spontaneous human combustion on reflection is bullshit now. Oh, but right. back when I was like 13, 14, I was into looking at all that macabre yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I researched it. It's all bullshit, though. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, so um, enjoy part two um, with um, all round smashing dude Hugo White from the Maccabees, and. Big shout outs to um the, those the, those others that matter, which are um our producer seventy six. Braddy Braddy Waddy Acton. Braddy Waddy Acton. Um what does he do? He is our main man for YouTube managing and also a camera guy extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. He films stuff. He does. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the Distraction Pieces Network, the Podfather. Why we why have we give we've got to give him a new 
and also shit nickname. The, the Podfather dies as of now. Boobious tit. <laughs> <laughs> with boobious tit. And, uh, and then the rest of the distraction pieces network. Jason oh, Reed with Stop and George. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> Say why to drugs. <laughs> Say why not to drugs. Uh, Jason Reed from Stop and Search. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jim Smallman, uh, Tuesday Night Jaw. And I went to the Progress show the other day at Ali Pally. It was fucking mind-blowing. And you just have to go. If you're not even a wrestling fan, it just doesn't matter. Just get your ass down to one of those. And they're now doing Wembley um, next year, 30th of September. That's fucking mental, mate, how big that's got. There you go. You heard it from Chris Passion. Chris Passion. Enjoy it. Hugo Wyatt from the Maccabees. Um, it's going to be good. He's a good egg. Chris is a shitting shit. Um, oh, that was that was witty. I was going to say rotten egg. Ah, oh, yeah. I couldn't think of an egg based one. All right, you egghead. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. All right. Um, well, have you got any before we, we get another one from Hugo? Like... Oh, mine for just stories behind it. It was really obvious, the one that came into my mind with it, um, which was Under the Bridge by Chili Peppers, which you hate that song, don't you? you I don't hate it, but I don't, don't really like it. Like it. Yeah. I've been an indie-based DJ for about 30 years, so <laughs> I heard hate that a lot. Like, yeah, he's jaded. And it was the same when we had Adam on, and he was talking about the Lars, There She Goes, and yeah. I was just thinking... That's a great record, but yeah. I have heard that every week for about 20 years. Yeah. And he starts to kind of think, oh, I don't want to hear that for no, a while. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's... that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So for people who don't know, uh, that's uh, pretty much about the, uh, Anthony's sort of relationship with drugs for quite a lot of years. Yeah. Um, back in the sort of late 80s and 90s, start of the 90s. and His, his dad was friend, a dealer, wasn't he? Yeah, and his best friend died. And it was never meant to... He'd written it as really more of a poem, a bit of a solemn poem. Um, and then when they came to um, record Blood, Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic with Rubin, he sort of saw that knocking around. Rubin was like, no, no, fucking let, let's do that. And really, because that's not really very much like any of their other stuff, is it? I mean, it was their commercial that, crossover, wasn't it? Was, it kind of, that was kind of put them on that next yeah. level, really. And it's actually just a really quite a delicate sad song about addiction and how it yeah. can ruin you and um yeah i like that i liked it a lot so you know, i haven't really i've probably not heard that song for 10 10 12 years but it still came to me when yeah. uh, when thinking of songs with uh, stories behind it it's amazing that like kind of balance of like when there's something really sad behind something that's actually feels quite Upbeat and yeah. Smiths. They've got to be the masters of that, haven't yeah. they? How can you make yeah, Girlfriend in the Coma, which <laughs> is such a jolly little song? Which also sounds like something your mate Cunt in the Gang would write, actually. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But that would have a much darker far more sort of under. Yeah. But the, the end of Under the Bridge, it is really like you have a choir coming in there mm. almost. It's a three or four backing singers. So it is that uplifting, yeah. angelic sort of vibe. Mm. So, yeah, it sounds nice and actually yeah. is, oh. How about um, you, mate? You got any others? The obvious one is, is, is You're So Vain, isn't it? That's, that's the one that's talked about all the time. Um, the Carly Simon record. 
Yeah, what's behind? Well, who it's about. Like she's never, she's never, she's done a competition about three years ago. I think she was really, really poorly, and um, and (laughs) she'd done a thing to to raise money for a a charity. And whoever donated the most, she told them who that song was written about because it's always rumoured that it's either Jagger or Warren Beatty. All right. Um, Because it is a fucking cutting record, isn't it? So I didn't. You had to sort of like. I know it was a bit of a rough record, but. There's a line. You I were telling the me the lines like, today, and I was like, "Oh God, that is." You're weird. with a, you're probably out with a wife of a good friend or some underworld spy, and like, there's all sorts of like, it, it's got to be Warren Beatty mm. anyway, like because he was a he was a bad boy. He's very promiscuous. Like, I think that's the nicest yeah. way to put it. But um, so yeah. what happened? Did people actually donate money? Or yeah, and, and told this one person, oh, right. but this one person who was apparently sort of. Not allowed to say anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You can't tell anyone. Uh, but I quite like the fact that the mystique's been held. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like if people are still talking about who's it about. Because every time it comes on the radio, I just think oh, I can't be Mick Jagger. But uh, but yeah, there's all sorts of people in the running for it. I wonder if the person who paid, she just said, made it up, mate. Yeah. Ain't about yeah, no yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Everyone's just stupid yeah. enough to, to Thanks for the 400 that. grand. Though. And they're completely <laughs> broke, but they, but they know the truth. It's about no one. Yeah, that's, a, that's an enlightenment you don't need, isn't it? The other one that's not on, on my list, but another one, nothing compares to you, That which is written by Prince. Right. Which I don't know, because obviously the Sinead O'Connor one's like the kind of really emotional mm. thing. But... I don't know if it's true, but it feel, but it does feel like, or someone told me at one point that it was about quitting smoking. So this, right. so this, um, which kind of works when you listen to it, but not all of it works. So I don't, so you never know. But it's that, um, like it's been seven hours and fifteen days or whatever yeah. since you took your love away. It's like this thing of like, like really wanting that. Yeah. Um, Roasted you know, for a cigarette, yeah, basically. Yeah. basically just Pitching really, really I can do whatever them. I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which kind of works. But. Yeah, that's probably the sort of shit Prince would do, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah we didn't find out if Prince ever smoked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. A, a, a dude called Logic, who's a rapper, uh, he, he did one called Nicky about, I don't, I don't know when that was released. He's got a really, like, Logic to look at him, he's this really nerdy white dude um, who came from a really rough ends like he's you know crack was being sold in and out of his family and he had a really rough time but he came out of it with a real pra- passion for rapping it was his way of getting out of the you know hood and whatnot. but he he, he writes really he, he's an amazing rapper British or he, no he's American um, and he did a song called Nicky and it's a love mm. song it's really good, and you listen to it, and you're like, oh, he sounds quite jaded about this relationship, blah, 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 but he's addicted and drawn to it, but it's nicotine mm. in the end of the lot, one right, of the last yeah, line, and yeah. he's like, oh, it's quite good. I mean, yeah. always straight after that, you kind of, every time you hear after oh, what, that, does it, is it revealed? In the yeah, he does. Yeah, he, yeah. T- he says at the end, um, <laughs> probably just to, just make sure everyone, this is about smoking, <laughs> even though he hadn't <laughs> said, <laughs> being, <laughs> no, he <laughs> said Marlborough being H and like, uh, her pipe. Was, yeah, that's quite funny. There I'm questioning Darling Nicky by Prince now. Is that another one he's right about fags? <laughs> How many of these songs have had cigarettes? That could be a top five in itself. <laughs> so when when we asked you to think of like a top five, was there yeah. any other top five you considered? Um 
No, I think I struggle to think what my top, mm. what, what I would have a top five. Yeah. And I guess it's the it's yeah it's my default fallback of something to do with music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's good though because you're generally going to get spoken about with passion, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You give a fuck about yeah, that, for like. sure. So yeah, I if know. I dragged you on here, what would your top five be? If I said Stuart, pick your top five. What would you do? No. Top five blazers, <laughs> not top five blazers. No. Top five smart casual looks. Right, um, I feel a bit Clarkson. It's, it's not a strong look, though. It's, it's kind of coming straight from work. You must be suffering because this studio is it is quite hot. Warm. It is. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Hotter, yeah. yeah. Right. And if it was just me and Chris, we'd normally have our shirts off by yeah. now, but we're trying to be a bit more you know, wrestling. We'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll be going skins, <laughs> but no. <laughs> We've been um, thrown out of here before for that. So. So what have you been up to sort of the last sort of few months since since um you played the final shows and stuff? Just been in, in the studio really, um producing I started working with a bunch of new people really at different times and As a producer or as, as a As a producer. And doing and which has kind of been the main thing and then doing some writing as well, which has kind of been like writing with other people for like you know, even me and Felix did a track for Jesse Ware's record recently. Oh, wow. Oh, amazing. helped co-write, and then I produced the track as well. And that we've done, and I've been working with, I mean, I worked with a guy called Matt Maltese. We did quite a lot together, which was, is incredible, kind of, I think he's 20 now, but um, piano player that's kind of, and we just kind of took these songs that were really simple i mean he's just an incredible songwriter and kind of put a band around it and turned this into into this kind of monster thing <laughs> which was wow. which was really fun and and uh who else a band called magic gang who's who actually uh a band from Brighton, a guitar band from brighton who felix has started a record label called yalla records and so he's been kind of, he put out their record so i produce something that we put out under his record label yeah. and for, for those that don't know felix he was, was a brother, band yeah. and your brother yeah 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 and then um a kid called 10 tons i'm working with at the moment 10 we, tons yeah that's a fucking mm. great it's name great, isn't it? yeah but he um he is just yeah again like he's 20 just like incredible songwriter and um and it's really sort of starting to happen and happen for him. You can feel it kind of about about to go really. And again, that's like we kind of go in with the songs early. I've you know been putting together a band for him, so like and using Sam and Rupert like our drum and bass section from the Maccabees and kind of and playing guitar with with Ethan who is ten tons and kind of like yeah, kind of just helping helping craft that really. Yeah. And we're making a record this year, so just you know trying to finish all that off this is all in your studio this is all in our studio yeah yeah, yeah. um and so yeah basically working <laughs> yeah. working on making music you're drawn towards and helping the younger artists yeah i think that's been up. a kind of natural thing it's uh, you know I, i've kind of found that yeah a lot i do get a lot of people kind of come to me with that because i've been maybe because of the the back the you know the Maccabees and stuff, and I think there is a, almost a natural thing of people that are, you know, especially in some. You know, I've just turned. I'm 31 now, and I guess the last 10 years of my life have been 
doing what the people that are in the situation that are about to like start yeah. this thing, they've signed record deals, they're yeah. about to go through what I did the last 10 yeah. years, you know, and I've learned from and kind of um, have experience in it all. And, you know, to the point of like producing records and I think um, work, you know, it, there's something that makes sense about working with, with younger people that are starting up and there's, I feel like yeah. I've got something to give to yeah. that, you know, and it's, and it's kind of, um, Yes, it's rewarding. So, what do you what do you think of the kind of the industry where it's at now? And what you know, would 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 you want to sort of be coming through now, or would you prefer it when you come through? Then you think it's a much different place. Yeah, we were lucky. I think to be on the like, even though we didn't feel lucky at the time, because it was you know ten years before that, everything was kind of all all right. You know, people bought records and but actually, I think we were on the end of that right we just about caught that last wave of even the wave of like signing a record deal that didn't take all your live income and 360 deals 360 deals and and so there was still you know so us as a band we managed to retain our live income we managed to you know we got a lot of support from our label and stuff but we had um to you know we just about managed to especially when you're in a band with five people that split everything equally you know there's you kind of it's a hard thing to sustain and i think um we would you know in the situation that we were we were fine with all of that and could manage to like keep going and but at the i think if we had done that now and signed like a 360 thing it would it would be really hard for us to to Mm. make money you know and and continue it and so so you do look at things now and you're like how does and also there's like how do people do it <laughs> like how big do you have to be to actually make kind of to, to sustain it financially because yeah. yeah. it's expensive to yeah. be in a band as well you know and I think um yeah I, th- I think just like the start of it's a di- it's different times isn't it like the way things the way it works now um and also you know I think we were at a time where people still albums were still more of a focus yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I think we're right in the kind of brink of like this is like you can tell now even with uh, like with all the major labels and stuff and and even with guitar music it's not labels are afraid to release albums you know it's really getting kind of it's if you get if you manage to get the support to put a, a first album out quickly mm. you've done like it's there's something you know, you've slipped through the net somehow yeah. and managed it. Whereas actually, I think I feel like there's so much pressure on that at the moment that people don't make albums; they do it really slow. It's kind of single yeah. by single. And yeah. whereas we were just made a record. You know, that that first record was like signed the deal, made a record, put it out. It wasn't a massive, massive success, but it let us make another record. By the time we made that other record, we'd got a bit better. We kind of knew what we were doing. Do you we think the like industry now that wouldn't have happened? No, I think I've definitely seen bands in the situation we were in then signing to to um, major labels. That, that it's kind of there's a fear in yeah. it, mm. you know. And I think, and then there's also the template of that it's that's becoming more popular, and especially with pop music, it's like people will put out. It's it's almost like people want to just put out singles now. It's not because what you know in on Spotify or whatever. It's like 
what, why do you need an album up there? You know, just keep putting singles out. And, it's definitely yeah. a different sort of way. It's a different listening behaviours, different consumption habits now. Changes yeah. has changed all that, I think. And even um, just um, and playing live music out and what promoters can do. It's easier yeah, to pay yeah. a DJ, isn't it, than pay a band? We know, because yeah, we've done yeah, it. We've yeah. been both of those ends of it. But we still, it's still sad. We yeah. still like to wish it, it wasn't, you know, yeah. like that. I don't do, mind do, music. To, to to look at the the the, the, the session night we done with Matt that, that you used to come to at Green Hoxton or even yeah. when it was at three 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 like them nights like club events big club events like with one floor of live music mm. is fewer and fewer and fewer mm. because of DJ culture being so big now mm. that you know it leaves bands to kind of. That was a good thing about that night yeah. specifically. I'm not bigging up my own night, but no. the fact was because it of the fact it had new bands on as well. And, like, and, and the fact that Matt was as popular as he was, mm. and then the, it, it drew lots of different people in, and, and, and Matt had picked bands, and I picked bands, and it was like, yeah. you know, and it, and it was great because they knew they were going to get paid, and they knew they were going to play to a packed crowd, mm. and it's like as a you know, being in bands for years myself, you know that generally when you're breaking through or you're trying to get somewhere, most nights you're playing to, like, six mates of the other bands yeah. and, yeah. like, and however many you bring along. Mm. And and it's, you know, it's rare that you walk out and there's a packed club, like, that are going to stand and watch you. And so that was, that was one of the... And I, I just don't see that much in London anymore. No. I think that the kind of guitar-based nights are just... Unless it's just a straight up live venue, the the, the club nights have just moved away from that yeah. kind of guitar scene. Like, I, I hope there's ones I don't know about, but I don't think there is that many. Hopefully, right. it'll swing back round, mate. Yeah. Right. yeah. Where, where's it coming from? Where's, where's yeah. the next? It's going to end a really solid yeah. note. This part, yeah. <laughs> like just crawling onto it. Hopefully, well, we can do that. There is there is a load of that, and actually, I think it's been that's kind of this thing of Felix setting up this record label has been about that, like trying to. Support like early give early support to mm. bands that are, that don't have record deals and that are making great music and give them a kind of platform which he's doing in the same way there's a club night we've got our studio mm. where we do live sessions where we you know make them sound great yeah. and then put them on at the club night and it's kind so of they got a club night yeah so That's it started great. at this um in Bermondsey so Bermondsey Social Club right which is a, a friends venue um but it's like a really, it's you know, it's like it's kind of like going back ten years, you know. It's like going back into like really sweaty little kind of cave venue and having really exciting bands and you know and and I think yeah, just like kind of starting a, a new kind of scene for people and, and helping bands out. And, and we've had like, do you know that band Idols? Yeah. They, they we did like a session with them and they came and did the venue and it was oh, wow. like mass, you know, it was amazing the whole thing and, and they've kind of it's for them it's already kind of yeah really picked up steam they support us at Ali Pali that's right and then I've just uh, they just did a Foo Fighters support they did uh, apparently supporting Prodigy so I'm <laughs> like doing this kind of but it's like really they're kind of building yeah. something and we and we did yeah a band called Crows we just did uh, a band called Yak who's amazing yeah. kind of yeah just like yeah doing some some kind of noisy bands and 
So you record them, put them on. And yeah. That's fucking great. Well, we've been yeah, saying, so it haven't kind we? Of ties everything yeah. together. Yeah. And, and also, you know, kind of uses what we ha- kind of ended the Maccabees with. And I guess, you know, one of those things is that we're in a kind of position of, you know, being able to support new music yeah. and, and talk about it and promote yeah. it. And, um, and, and then, you know, and then Felix to actually be able to put these, you know, d- doing a radio show. Doing it, because mm-hmm. Felix he's was on Radio X, yeah? Yeah, he's been kind of taken over. And then I guess he took, yeah, John Kennedy was away, you know, takes over when he's away, when he wants to yeah. go on holiday. <laughs> now he's realised Felix can do it when he's on holiday, he keeps going on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, but which again is like a way of, yeah, you know, promoting yeah. that. And and so, so hopefully that that kind of, thing that we're creating which kind of involves my production and working with those yeah. bands early on is is like trying to build something again yeah. it's like creating that scene for that. Yeah. We, we've been saying yeah. this with different art some of our local um studios and whatnot and what we've been discussing with lots of artists a lot of mm. from the band thing is Bizarrely, we John... need to create a, we need to help encourage these scenes grow again yeah. And like tying it into club nights and then what you're doing there is is a really good way of doing it. I had I had that conversation with John Kennedy mm. um, at Pip's last club night. John came to DJ for us, and he's gonna he's actually gonna come on here soon. Um, but he's he's just a nice guy, isn't he, yeah, John? And yeah, he's just amazing. like, Absolutely. and uh, actually, that's one of the uh, podcasts he did at Pip podcast. Yeah, 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 of course. So yeah, good. I loved that one. Yeah, it's like yeah, and he, uh, you know, we were saying like. I don't know if it's just because we, we, we're getting older and such, but what, you know, there, there seem to be so many guitar nights in London and, and now fewer and, and, and far between there. And, uh, you know, yeah. but, um, but I, had no, I had no idea, I ain't done my research, but I had no yeah. idea you and your brother were doing that. That's fucking amazing. Mm, good. Yeah, I think it's, well, hopefully it's, yeah, it's the start of, of something, you know. Yeah. But it's good. There's a lot of bands that need that. That's the thing. There is loads of good music and good new bands, but it's just kind of finding homes for it. And yeah, you know, it's it's not like it's it's hard. I think to get for bands to get go, get up and going and make a record yeah. now. And, and I think even at the moment, it's like there isn't the support to be able to put out records, you know, full records or fund anything massively. But it's just trying to like build something yeah. that might turn into something that can potentially do that and that's fucking yeah. incredible mate <laughs> we've been well, looking it's at that Felix I'll take that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's um, what, what's Will doing you have a brother he's still making music he, he actually um, started doing he started a project called Blank which is like which he's been doing his um, like yeah, yeah, I think at the moment he's doing a residency in Peckham. He, that, that's been going for a while, hasn't it? He, he did start a while ago. Because he played, kind of he played the Queen of Hoxton did, as Blank, yeah. didn't he? Did he do it as Blank? Yeah, sure wow. he did. So he did that, and then oh, so maybe that was the he was yeah actually I it was, was his first I was gig there. I think that was his first gig yeah. yeah. So he started it then, and then after that he started he started another band that he did that they did maybe three three years or something that didn't kind of they were great a band called LSA but it didn't. You know, they decided to to knock it on the head yeah. at some point. But he's playing with you for quite a few years as well, wasn't he? he? Played mm. with us. He was kind of in, basically a yeah. member of of the Maccabees as well. And and now, but now with this blank thing, he's taken a lot more seriously. So there's kind of and he's putting on, he's been doing these live shows that are, you know, all quite abstract and strange, and it's kind of like a seated yeah. type of thing. And and the music, 
I mean, it's, it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you'll like it. I'll send you some of it. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, so he started playing shows again. And, and then me, him and Felix, we've kind of been writing music together, which is a, a kind of, we're not sure how long, we're not kind of rushing it, but we're every week we're writing together. So there's there's potentially something that's going to come from awesome. that, oh, which is the kind of dream dream project. <laughs> yeah. But, Take but yeah. You're taking your time, basically. Yeah, <laughs> we've been writing for, I mean, over the last year, there's been, been writing bits here and there and putting it together. But I'm not sure whether it's going to be a wreck. Well, we don't know yet, but... But that's it's that's sounding yeah, good. That's, <laughs> that's, it's just fucking brilliant what you've got in the pipeline. Like the setting stuff up like that, I just it's just everything that kind of you know I'd I'd love to be able mm. to do something like that. You know, have that kind of you know freedom to be able to earn, and and not be forty four and, and being too old to do <laughs> shit like that anymore. You but can like, do. But you like, can do that. Man. No, but the thing is, right, like. You saying what you're doing with the label, and then you you know, and just putting it out there, and just you know, because there's no funding, so you're just doing it in the hope that it's going to get out there and something's going to build. Whenever anyone ever mentions the Maccabees to me and 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 talks about people that have come and played at clubs and things like that over the years, you know, without blowing smoke up your ass, I've always said they're the nicest boys that have ever like come down and hung out with us. They're always just really hey, this kind. This is not what you said to and, me. Like, <laughs> and, and really friendly. And now when you think, you've just took it up a notch now, mate. You, you've, you've held that top spot now. Like, yeah, always, the, always yeah, a pleasure yeah, to have oh, you um, come down and hang out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, okay, right. right. So, do you want to get number? Is this number three? That's the only three. Yeah, I yeah. thought we'd. Have done we done three? Have we done two? <coughs> we've we've only only done, done two. I've only done two off my list. Oh, wow. I feel like we've done a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, mate? Uh, so next, <clears throat> I had Loud and Wainwright hitting you, which is. Do you know Loud and Wainwright? Uh, I didn't. Is he one of the Wainwrights? He is. Yes. Yeah. So right. He's, he's the dad. Right. Wainwright. So. Again, it's like something I've I've always been since I was really I guess I grew up listening to his music, and he 
he's one of those people where so and then obviously his more recently hit like Rufus Wainwright, his son and Martha Wainwright mm-hmm. and they're all you know, making music and great. But his his way of making music, I think he was he did really what like in was it would it have been seventies or something, he was making music and almost or actually either way, basically he still makes he still writes his records but all his music is really like autobiographical, very honest and kind of like family driven. You know, he talks a lot about his family and and, and there's something about that actually you kinda of know who his family is and it's like Yeah. <clears throat> it's just really honest writing and there, there's this one song hitting you which is on about beating his kids. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh very honest. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. So there so is it's about and again, the story is so he he tells it so clearly and um, but yeah, about him turning around in a car like on a car journey and you know something's happened and he's just lost his temper and turned around and hit his kid, which I oh. imagine is Rufus. And the song's kind of about, which is it's just incredible the honesty of it and add the. Uh, and it kind of goes through his his emotion of, of what he'd done and how you know the regret of it and how his son looked when he hit him and you know the the reaction to it and uh, I mean it's it's not like it's it's like he's probably slapped him you know like on slapped yeah. him on the leg mm. or something but it's not he's not you don't get the impression he's like a yeah he he doesn't beat up kids you know but yeah he it's um. You know, it's like a uh, admitting a it's a mistake, but yeah. publicly airing it as, yeah. as a you know as how it's affected him and how bad he feels for it. And that's so weird. That I brave, mean, brave thing to do, but also to want to actually capture that and make a song about it as well. Maybe more of an exorcism than anything. You mm, know, yeah. I think I've, I've never whacked my kids, and but when, made when, up for when, when you said about like the. The way that he looked at him after, yeah, that's the thing that cut you to the core, I think, yeah. and that's the thing I that yeah. I just think you know you couldn't forget this that. This is but no. the song, the song, re- it really does like the you really hit, you know, the way that it's worded and stuff yeah. is really, you know, captures that. Um, I feel like finding some lyrics, or the, or the first verse, and it is like. Long ago I hit you, we were in the car, you were crazy in the back seat, it had gone too far, so I pulled the auto over, hit you with all my might, I knew right away it was too hard and I'd never make it right. And it's and then there's a kind of that's that's the verse that frames the song and, and then there's um yeah, all the the verses in between uh yeah. Anyway, it's it's worth listening to. Yeah, to that's I've just I've just got the, some of the lyrics up as well. Yeah. I was aiming for your buttock, but I struck your outer thigh. You had on a bathing suit, and right before our eyes, suntan skin turned crimson, where the hand had hit, and my palm stung from hitting you so hard that I hurt it. Um, it is pretty sad that on your face I saw the shock, and then I saw the pain, then I saw the look of fear, the fear I'd strike again. Then I saw your anger. Oh God, that that cuts. Then it, then I saw the look of fear, the fear I'd strike again. The thought that you're mm. seeing fear in your son that you, he's now coming to the realization that you might batter him. Oh, that's very yeah. That's deep. Really fucking yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's that's amazing. Like it's it's 
kind of it's poetry, isn't it? The way it's written and but it's but it's so that's the thing about how he writes and he always writes like that. Like that it's always the subject matter is so clear and real. It's yeah. no, there's no kind of mystery to everything. It's like a, it's really direct and honest and his life. But it also there's an amazing thing about it that it just. Uh, it, it's so relate. It's so rela- not yeah. that. Like it's so relatable. All the subjects of it, and, and it's universal. Yeah, of course. These things. It's, we, we, we we've spoke about it on previous podcasts as well. That that kind of thing because we've had lots of different songwriters and things like that on that. Um, songs like that, like you can picture it. I, I do anyway. With, with you know, with, with certain songs that like that are, are put there in front of you that are so honest and and that, you know, there's not a lot of mystery in that. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's a brutal account of something. Um, and and to me, even like the hurricane, you know, it's put there in front of you. You can, as you said, when you watch the film, yeah. you can picture it. Mm. You've yeah, already got yeah. it visually in your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When when you when you make music like. When you're listening to it back and that, what, can you picture it as well? Like, you know, have you got? I'm not necessarily, you know, how, how do you see it? And I know that sounds a bit wanky, but like, um, I'm, I'm not talking about as if you was to make the video for it, but you know, do, with music that I'd written myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that you. I almost think there's a there's a moment where you're really involved in it, but. I don't. I think after time, with time, things become different. You know, like yeah. I know, um, like p- when you watch some. I don't know. I I don't think you can. Or I think again, like that thing of like muscle memory or whatever can can kick in and it becomes a song and it's a song that goes like thing and it doesn't necessarily always provoke that same yeah thing. I, but you know, maybe that's one of an amazing why some people performances are so powerful because every time they perform they they yeah. actually evoke the same True on that yeah. yeah i you know i don't know from for me I, yeah i'm not not sure really yeah. pip pip sometimes yeah. says that he doesn't always yeah no like he doesn't always draw on that same thing when he's rapping yeah, yeah. and there's points when he's like if he's touring so much when he did like they'd tour like every day for almost a year yeah. him and then he get to a point where he'd be doing a chorus and he'd forget what chorus, you know, he forget what the lyrics are coming up with. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> he's done it just so you much. Don't need that... to, but that's how, that's kind of how we were, even with the band, you know, mm. everything, the way we rehearsed for shows and even like recently, you rehearse, you get to a stage where you could do the whole thing without even thinking. Mm. At like you, your hands play the parts, you know, like everything just kind of, you're so used to it. And that's kind of, well, we've always tried to do, find, you know, to get to that level before playing because then it mm-hmm. means when you're playing live, that side of it of like trying to remember or think about the things like is is taken care of. Yeah. And actually, it's about the just performing the, yeah. the like the music, you know. But um, but that also does become in some ways takes away meaning, you know, like for Orlando with like saying those lyrics over and it's like it's not a yeah, you're not constantly re like rehashing the accounts in your head of like yeah. of what the lyrics about, but but maybe someone like Loud and Wainwright does, you know, maybe that maybe he is that. You've got to be it's pretty made of stone to 
recount that however many times you've recounted it and it not mm. it not, not oh, cut yeah, slightly yeah. deeper, yeah, do you know what I mean? Be, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, but you know, he never wanted to he never wanted to forgive it forgive himself for it. Clearly, in the lyrics he doesn't want to ever forget it, does he? Mm. I knew right away it was too hard and I'd never make it right. It's like, okay, you're really committing to this and mm. yeah, good good on you. Don't eat your kids so hard. Yeah. Is it all? Yeah. Usually you have like a what what do you, what would you what do you recommend a sock with a soap bar in it? Is that how you do it without no, getting my, caught? Or is it in my, the, <laughs> is it in the hair? Because the bruises don't show through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a, whenever I try and um, tell my kids off, um, it's generally this thing where like either my wife or or um, you know my brother-in-law or someone I go like <laughs> when you tell them off, yeah. it's like you're telling them a story, <laughs> <laughs> and like because I'm not naturally <laughs> aggressive and you know and it's your kids you can't mm. like yeah the screaming thing and stuff like that it's not my bag you know they're, they're good kids anyway you know but I would always be like look what why don't you just like not do that and then just do it like that and it's like and then I'll generally hear in the background from another room like yeah and then once upon a time when you <laughs> just think yeah okay <laughs> Don't get me wrong, like most parents, I do have them kind of like three o'clock in the morning, just go to sleep, fuck it out. You know, have that as well. That's Carol telling us to stop the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Stop drinking. Get get him out of the house. (sighs) Right, so, shall we... um, Move on to the next one. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah. So, the next one is... um, so yeah, Leonard Cohen, So Long Marianne. Oh, you're breaking me in half here, mate. <laughs> it's, um so yeah, so you know that song, but it's um I guess that uh the reason that it sort of came up for me was that more recently there's been there was stuff about I don't know if you heard like or her she died recently. Yeah. yeah. And there was this kind of event of this letter that Leonard Cohen had written and, and which was just I mean, it's a that's the song's incredible and of of a time and that moment and I think for me it was like seeing that letter. I tried to look it up and find it, but I couldn't find the yeah. the whole letter. But somehow it was published. And I guess the story is is that they were together for a certain amount of time and then kind of parted ways. But always, you know, well, he hand- met her, didn't he? And the child. Yeah. Um, where was it? On their like homes Greece. or something. Greece, like yeah. 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 And kind of lived this, like, what looked like a really idyllic, yeah. like, in this setting. Hydra. And wrote those. Hydra, yeah. So that, so, um, then, so I think they were always, you know, separated. They weren't, they weren't in, in constant conversation or anything, but obviously had, like, this, you know, this bond that's, that still existed. And then she was dying in hospital and her best friend or her, I don't know if it's her best friend also don't quote me on any of this <laughs> but um her friend to uh got in touch with Leonard Cohen to say she's she's dying is you know just wanted to inform him and she and got a re- she got a reply from Leonard Cohen apparently almost immediately with this letter that actually that she read to Marianne as when she was ill and the way there's like a few phrases you can find it online she i think some she did post it or something like that there was like um but it says it's really i mean as leonard cohen writes you know it's incredible the Mm. way he uses words and 
that the letters just the words are just incredibly written and so intense that um but part of it is like this thing of he says to her you know i was so close um no you know he says i'm so close behind you that if you reached out my hand uh if you reached out your hand you could feel mine yeah. and apparently and her friend says that as she read that to her she reached out her hand and it's just like as if to to feel his and um, it don't get any more beautiful than that does no. it no it's uh, and uh and then she died soon after, soon after that and and then he died soon Three after months that later. so and yeah so that's that story it's just it's just really moving isn't it and yeah. to and to put a change the song i guess the song still has the same meaning but to see the con now to see a context of it of yeah. that relationship kind of having a conclusion to it as well because yeah. you know and that, that, that longevity existed. as well yeah right. and and still having something really mm. beautiful about it that you know really like there's something yeah. still really powerful um there or the connection between them and you know and then the, the which kind of goes on to this to before leonard cohen died he had that you know his last song that he released, uh, "You Want It Darker," yeah. which is just like is is really amazing. But um, he, you know, and lyrically, he's he's essentially saying he's you know put out a song. At, I th I don't know how old he was, eighty four or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Maybe. But and and these and the lyrics are just really kind of clearly like saying like I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you know, like I'm I'm here waiting. Yeah. Like, it, and you just think like to to actually like kind of end your music career yeah. on like on the last right at the end of it yeah. and still delivering something incredible and uh, like yeah and, but actually it being so honest to be that you know you're not making up sorry this is like heavy stuff yeah. you're doing now yeah. but you're doing it in, in music uh, and Bowie a little bit as well and yeah, yeah. same yeah right. the, the kind and, of yeah and Johnny Cash as reference. well it's, you know it's you know, that's, I guess that he's forever, a, you know, yeah. a, an artist, isn't it? That yeah, like, yeah. you know, what, whatever's you going on, they want to... Classy ways to go out, yeah. but I mean, I th those it. lyrics to this are really... Cause it, it, because they've had such a long lives, really, dying, you know, 81 and 80, what, what Leonard Cohen was, 84. Um, was yeah. he 84, a bit later I than that? I think so, I'm not sure. But... To see that and to hear that, like their relationship that they've had, and then he's sort of like closed it off with that yeah. letter to her, yeah. and then to like pass away three months later, yeah. And like you're saying, Hugo, being ready for passing on, and yeah, it's very sweet, it's pretty emotional. Goodbye, old friend, endless love, see you down the road was how that, yeah, ends. That's kind of that's a beautiful, mm. it's, it's one of my, my favorite Leonard Cohen tunes as well. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, I think I was really young. When I was really young, they, they, it, Leonard Cohen, I used to watch the young ones when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and like Leonard Cohen was a standing joke, and he was the most boring like, <laughs> uh, singer-songwriter ever. But I remember like we had, like the, the, sort of the it was almost like a greatest hit, something, and, uh, and I thought, I'm going to go and see what this Leonard Cohen's about that's meant to be the most boring thing ever. Mm -hmm. I, I remember just hearing, hey, that's no way to say goodbye, oh. and just thinking... Oh my God. And the first time I had my heart broke when I was about 17 and, uh, and this girl, like she, she'd had enough and didn't, didn't want to be, uh, <laughs> be me anymore. She had enough. And, <laughs> and I thought, right. And I wrote her that, I wrote her that song 
and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, if this don't work, nothing's going to work. And uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I think I got her back for about a week, you and then she was like, no, you're, still, "You're still a brick." <laughs> like, but uh, oh, Leonard Cohen just. That, I mean, I like had that. I saw him um, at O2. He did the, like yeah, which is notoriously as a venue. It's like yeah, it's a bit cold and like yeah. not thing. But he like you felt that watching him, to, you know, to twenty thousand people, it, they had the sound. The way they did it was really clever. You know, it had it was really quiet, you know, so they didn't have it, it wasn't loud at all, so the whole place had to be quiet to hear it, you know, yeah. so it really, and the way that he is live, or the way he delivered, like, every line of that, you do feel, you know, it sounds like a cliche to say it, but I felt like he was, it was, like, kind of directly for me, yeah. the, way, the way he was living, and I'm sure every person in yeah. there felt like that, and just having to be able to do that, is like, yeah. there's something, you know, really... Um, and it's you know I feel lucky to have yeah. seen it before you know yeah. I guess the last chance or was the last chance yeah yeah I, I, I saw Brian Wilson last year and that was similar uh, yeah I saw for, like do the Pet Sounds yeah. tour yeah and, uh, Palladium I, I, I had tickets for that and uh, and then I was reading a review of Brian Wilson <laughs> thinking. Oh man, like, and it was, I was going into him playing Caroline now, and I was thinking, oh God, this is because. And then I realised I was reading a review of a gig that I had tickets for the night before. Oh, <laughs> I missed it. Oh, oh shit. And, uh, but then uh, he announced Painful. he was coming to South End. <clears throat> so I saw him in South End, and, oh. and that was the same. It was just, could have had a pin drop, like, yeah, and he, yeah. when he played God Only Knows, it was like. Yeah. Everywhere I looked was like just grown men just biting their bottom lip, oh, just thinking, yeah. you know, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And and again, that that struck me like an artist that you're probably not going to get to see mm, play live, it, you know, yeah. for you know for much longer, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Even for him, so he just looked like really frail, wasn't it? it was... Yeah. Uh, um, oh, Leonard Cohen, amazing. Yeah. Right, let, should we move on to the next one? Otherwise, yeah, I'll we'll bang on about crying. Leonard Cohen. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, last one. Is that last one? Yeah, yeah, last one I had. I just had uh, The Clash, so I'm so bored with the USA, which I just thought <clears throat> it's more of a flippant one. It's not so, as heavy, but <laughs> that I remember watching, like, um, used to, like, just be obsessed with watching those early, like, Clash documentaries and stuff, and... And also just obsessed with that attitude that the Clash had as a band and this kind of like drive for everything and and um, that song yeah was and also the balance of Joe Strummer and Mick Jones and how Mick Jones was kind of sweet and mm. Jones and Joe Strummer was kind of throwing this like powerful edge down on <laughs> yeah. it. And Mick Jones was still in the background singing really high and like <laughs> and sweet you know but it was like behind these kind of punk yeah. songs and um, but that song apparently was written was written by Mick Jones originally. He brought it to Joe Strummer, played it to Joe Strummer, and it was a song about his girlfriend that was like, I'm so bored of you. And it was kind of a, and Joe Strummer just went, it was kind of like straight up, right, scrap that, you know, song, love songs are done and over. This is, we're changing the lyrics. This yeah. is, I'm so bored with the USA. And it's like, and just like, and then, you know, and that's it. And then it comes together and it's this like, really kind yeah. of like, heavy, Humphrey, like yeah. punk thing. But, and, and you see, and even in the song, you still hear you in the recording, you know, like the way Mick Jones sings the chorus is kind of still sweet as yeah. if he's still singing his love song. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
But, Defiantly um, wants to keep it the same. Yeah, but, yeah. He's still, no one will hear. I'll just sing you. Yeah, but Stromer's just fronting it with this huge, like, kind of anger, like, aggression to it. And, um, You're a big fan of the Clash? Yeah, I love the Clash. Yeah, I think, I, I think as a, a, the sort of early stages of being a band, that was, that was kind of, we realised that that was, they were the, in terms of being a unit and, like, having, like, creating a kind of force within mm. something, um, you know, it was just something, yeah, just an amazing. You can see yeah. that, man. Like as I said, that that first gig I saw you guys at, we were all blown away. Like, <laughs> honestly, mate, like two thousand, two thousand. Don't want to make you feel awkward, but no. we were kind of like we've seen some amazing bands at the Great Escape. Um, ones I always remember are people like we saw the Subways one year. They 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 were great live. Um, Cage Elephant were pretty decent live. Late at the pier. And uh, and mm. but your one is one that always sticks out for us because oh, you were you were all tight. It was a pleasure to watch. You know something that was new and exciting, and you were you giving it your all basically. Yeah, well, it, was, was... It, was, it blew us away. We were like, oh. "Fuck, we didn't, we didn't." We it was a bit of a surprise that we'd see you that day. Yeah. And yeah, I treasure that one, mate. I so think, you, oh, you definitely you definitely have kept that vibe. If you were looking looking oh, to achieve that, I think your energy comes across. I don't think there's been that many British guitar bands in the last ten years. That have had the you know had label support and mm. fan support, like loyal fan support, that have watched a band mature through four albums. Mm. No, like, I think it's it's quite rare. I think what, yeah. And and yeah. you know the amount of times like we'll be talking at the clubs and stuff like that about like you know oh, what's going on with guitar music like you know who's out there that that labels are sticking and it's always come back to you guys and just go mm. like you know they're they're. It's, you know, going back twenty years and much further back than that, you got to see bands mature. If the first couple of albums didn't sell shit loads, yeah, you yeah. still yeah. get like yeah. you know the, the, the third or they'd the fourth album, and they'd, and they'd, be, they'd have the room to develop. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. And now one album, one yeah. single, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if, and if your single, if your first single doesn't do yeah. well, you might just not get to that's the it. album. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's it. And that's, you that's, might have thought you you were sold the dream, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, forget, forget exactly. you. And um, you, you guys went, you you were trolled by fire for me because actually. You changed my opinion of one of my friends <laughs> because of one of my best mates. So he uh, killed him after one of your strangled. I hated him. Um, <laughs> he, uh, my mate Andy, right? He, me and his musical tastes have been quite divergent because of mm. you know I guess what we got into to start with. All diehard oldest best friends actually. Mm. He's my oldest mate uh, used to take baths together. Still do. Um, but you know, it was babies basically. <laughs> but I used to be like, when I used to get in Andy's car, I'd be like, "What's what dross is he going to play to me today? Because what's this CD going to be in his motor?" And um, yeah, he had he had your first record in there, and like I was like, "Right, well, here we go. What's it going to be?" And actually, I listened listened. To it. We were trying to get across London, and it was absolutely it was proper traffic jam day. And so we listened to it all the way through, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, just play that one again, mate. That was actually that was really good." And he's like, "Well, you got no choice because it's the only <laughs> CD I got in the car." And uh, and finally, that was like the first record, like where I was like, "Oh, Andy doesn't just play." Right, what, yeah, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. is banal dross. He's like to say I used to think Andy's music collection was like just white noise would be uh, too kind because yeah. white noise sounded a bit more edgy than what he yeah. normally played. But he played played that he played your first record, and I was like, "That's the shit." And strangely, that that CD, 
I think Andy had it in his motor for about three years. He never, he had it in there. But honestly, it was over two years. He still had that. I remember getting in there two or three years later, and him going, <laughs> "I got a little surprise for you." And he just played your record. I was like, "Hey!" So yeah, you did well there, man. Nice. Well, that's a that's an amazing thing behind song or behind music, and anyone create music because you don't really realise, like, you know, no one realises what their song d- yeah. turns into or what their music is listened. You know the situations it's listened to, and it's out of your control, and it's kind of bigger than what you could ever try to achieve. You know, it's just something so that, that you can invoke, like you know, all, all manner of things. Just while we're we're, we're patting you on the back, but like, <laughs> what, I, what I'll say is, I remember years ago, like my my, my kids. I'm not obsessed with music, and and I'll, I'll try not to kind of go listen to that, listen to that, listen yeah. to that. I'll let them find their way. They'll listen to their pop stuff, and then, you know, I'll. Um, They've all got the Smiths bedsheets. So like I don't that. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with their Morrissey bedsheets. Um, yeah. Don't uh, force it at all. It's not forced at all. Just completely relaxed. Don't think Layla wanted that too, mate. <laughs> but I remember seeing you watching the footage of Glastonbury, and wasn't. The last time you played, I think it was the time before, not because you played Jamie T come out of yeah, yeah, last time, didn't it? Last time, yeah. Which was great. Yeah. But the time before, and it was, they showed Love You Better. Yeah, on mm. the other um, stage. Which is one of my favourites of yours. Yeah. Uh, but it's the bit where the brass kicks in with the ba 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 ba, and you had the whole section on stage. And it just. There was a little bit where it kind of caught your brother just looking like this was the greatest yeah. fucking moment <laughs> ever. And it just burst out the screen. And I remember going to my kids, come and watch this. And I rewound it and I was like, watch this. Like, yeah, look how yeah, much fun these that. guys are having. <laughs> and oh, it was, it was, yeah. Well, it, it, I don't know why. I just thought, I want my kids to watch this yeah. because it just looked and sounded like just fucking great. And I was like, oh. I need to. Get someone else to feel this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was all yeah, genuine emotion. You know, I think yeah, it was amazing times. All those things. Brilliant. Well, to start tying things up, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 been going probably so. yeah. nearly well, two hours. But now. I'm going to be getting a ticket on my motor, which is no diff- no change for fucking London. <laughs> so, um, so you said obviously you spend a lot of time in in the studio and you're looking um you're you're producing lots of new music which is great and you're doing bits and pieces with your brothers so hopefully we'll we'll get to yeah, it at some point be, soon. Yeah, be more and more. Um, so for people that are listening um where can they find out more about what you're up to or the studio or I think I've just got um Instagram and Twitter and I guess which is Hugo White Noise which um but yeah, which I try and keep on top of to some degree, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the greatest at it, so don't expect too much. Cool. <laughs> um, we'll, 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 but that's yeah, that's it really at the moment. You know, that's and and Yellow Records, you know, Felix's record label. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is worth keeping an eye on. Yellow spelled Y A L A. Right. Okay. Um, it means like come on in Arabic. Oh, nice. Yeah, our grandma was um, from Lebanon, and that's right. what she used to say, like come on, like Yalla, Yalla, like. It means like, come on, get do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked. Well, yeah, we'll we'll tag you in everything we do when we put this out. For sure. As, as um, and if we tie it in with Pip and stuff like that, then yeah. I'm sure you're going to get bombarded with people. 
And as we always do, if you've got, uh, let's hear what your favourite um, songs are with stories behind them yeah. as well. Um, get get involved, and we'll uh, we'll have a chat with you on Twitter and um, at mention Hugo, and uh, yeah. yeah, be interesting to see what people come out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's got to be some good ones. Excellent. Hugo, mm. thanks Thank so, much, so much, mate. For, for coming you. and doing really this, mate. It. Like, cool. Yeah, it's, it's been really, really nice having a catch yeah. up. Yeah. That could have yeah. gone so much longer, man. Honestly, <laughs> really cool. I could have done a two hours yeah. and then a yeah, comb, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit when you're talking about that then a comb one. We all get a bit of a lump in our throat. <laughs> it's like, oh god, <laughs> we're gonna all break down. <laughs> but we kept it together. Well done, yeah, team. Yeah. I like that. Oh dear. Oh, so, well, look, we're um, yeah, we're taking in stuff and and yeah, go and go and follow um. Hugo's bits and pieces mm. and uh, yeah and we'll see you soon thanks again buddy nice, no cheers worries. man thank see you later peeps thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed it bet you did did you? you look creepier than I've ever seen you right this moment in time do I? yeah you look super creeps oh. but also sexy thank you there you go creepy sexy I'm bringing creepy sexy back. Yep. What? Who's the creepiest, sexiest person ever? I always think Christina Ritchie's got a little bit of creepy in her. She's never quite shaken off the Adams family for me, which is perfect. But I'm saying that in in like, de- de- like she's got that creepy sort of vibe. Not she's not shaken off the fact she was a child. Right. <laughs> she's stunning, right, Christina Ritchie? She's like. In freaking credible, yeah, and so talented as well. Have you ever seen him in Black Snake Moan? What with Samuel? Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Buffalo um, sixty six with oh Callow all day yeah, long, yeah. mate. All right, you and right. Pip's favourite movie. Right. She's um, she's very, very ruddy, bloody lovely. She's lovely. Yeah, yeah talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and sorry, I think this was a podcast with Hugo White from the Maccabees that you've probably just had your mind blown with. No idea what happened there. Um, um, well, yeah. we don't because we haven't recorded it yet. Well, but, yeah. well, we have been drinking for a couple of hours. Yeah, you have. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for supporting. And we've no idea what gets recorded um, in this podcast because we're, we're, as we've said before, we're doing this ahead of recording it. But um, knowing Hugo um, ahead of the recording of this, um, we we know he's a, a gent. So this would be a good. That's um, right. And if you like this, don't forget, we have tickets for our live show. Yeah. Coming yeah. up in November. Yeah. Saturday matinee. Yeah. Lots of really cool guests as well. Um, we're going to be in lots of cool little things as well. So um, we're going to try and, and develop the live shows um, each time. To try and make their, you know, to try and offer you more more bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, Incorporate more things such as beer pong. That's new. Yeah. Just, just. Shooting from the hip, mate. Right, okay. Why are you playing with no, the on no, and off no, switch no, no, on your turned, mic? I've not turned it off, I promise you. You're <laughs> fucking dumb, you are. Right, I've literally pulled your hands away from the mic plugs once, and yeah. you, we've now had to re-record these. We've recorded these once already. Don't say anything. Don't touch that. Right, we've re-record, we've recorded all of this, what we're doing now, once already. Yeah. But then Chris realised he turned his mic <laughs> off at some point, and he's now playing with the off switch of the mic. I haven't said that. No, no I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to have anything else to do with you this evening. Good night. Goodbye. So, do you want to. No, go away. Get do out. Not, do you not want End to. End of. Take Give it, mate. It's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs>
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 